Welcome to today's episode of the Sports Journals here on the So What's the Catch Facebook page. You can also find this video on the Sports Journals YouTube channel as well as the Unger to the Max YouTube channel as it gets posted on both. Before we get going, if you haven't done so already, make sure you like this video, whether you're watching it on the So What's the Catch Facebook page the Sports Journal's YouTube channel, or the Unger to the Max YouTube channel. And if you haven't done so already, subscribe to the Sports Journal's on YouTube. Subscribe to So What's the Catch on YouTube. Subscribe to Manalakes as usual on YouTube. Subscribe to my channel. There we go. Unger to the Max. And follow the Sports Room on Anchor. I post every episode of the sports generals and so what's the catch and some of my own stuff onto that page so you can go and listen so you have no excuse not to watch or listen to our content you have no excuse we have after, we after have that majestic uh, plug they better not have an excuse yeah <laughs> we, you don't have an excuse but i was in the car driving guess what you can listen to podcasts while you're driving. I've done it before. Mm-hmm. So, yes, you have no excuse. Hey, if you're at work, you could watch this. If you're in school, you can watch this. Just be discreet. Exactly. Be discreet about <laughs> it. Correct. <laughs> hey, um, did you know that last night was the first NBA Finals game in Boston since 2010. Yeah, that that, that seems... I, I looked at that stat also, and I, I said, really? It's been that long? But, yeah. Um, I mean, this recent team that was orchestrated by um, Danny Ainge, they seem to always either get to the divisionals or the conference finals, but never got past that. And, yeah, it, it seems like it's... I would have thought it was sooner, but, man, it's been a while. Absolutely. Yeah. The last time the Celtics were in this to further extend that point, the last time the Celtics were in the NBA Finals was 2010. Mm-hmm. Paul Pearson boys. Yep. Um, they're <laughs> it's like I said, this is the first home first finals game in Boston since 2010. That specifically, that was June 12th, 2010. It was game five between the Celtics and Los Angeles Lakers. The series was tied two games apiece. So whoever won game five would go back to LA leading the series three games to two because at that time, the finals were still that 2-3-2 format where it was first two games, in this case, were in Los Angeles. Games three, four, and five were in Boston, and then games six and seven were both in Los Angeles. Similar how baseball did. Yes. Um, Celtics would go on to win game five by a score of 92 to 86. Of course, they would not be able to finish the job as they lost game six back in LA, 89 to 67. And then they lost game seven, 83 to 79. Um, so, yeah. Int- also, 
if the Celtics win this series, it would break the tie with the Lakers for the most championships in M- in the NBA because they both have 17. Yeah, they sure do. And I tell you, each game that goes by is starting to look more and more like they might just pull this off, honestly. So we'll yeah. see, though. Mm-hmm. Hey, I'll tell you what. You know, we're, we're here, like, crowning Jason Tatum to be this the next great superstar. Like, he could be the next face of the NBA. Although I'm personally not ready to give him that status yet. Yeah. I'm not even 100% sold completely on him being a superstar. But he he's getting close for me. It's not like he's a mile away or something like that. Like, he's yeah. really close. He's a um, budding star. Say that again? He's a budding superstar for sure. Uh, he's right. on the cusp. Yeah. Yes, he's, he's right there. But I'll tell you what. It's not Jason Tatum who's leading the Celtics to these victories right now. Hmm. It's Brown. You got a point there, man. Uh, Brown's been playing lights out. He's been playing on both sides of the ball. Um, He hasn't been playing with any type of um, nervousness like I've seen times where Tatum has. Uh, Brown seems to, even if you miss a shot, you know, you see his confidence is still there. Um, he's been having a lot of tangles with uh, Draymond Green, uh, but despite that, he's still being consistent, and that's what Boston needs in order to try to pull this off. Yeah. Um, interestingly, I took a screenshot of this last night when they showed it during the broadcast. Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, and Marcus Smart were the first trio to each have 20 points five rebounds, and five assists in the finals since 1984. Mm-hmm. Kareem, Magic, and Michael Cooper did it that year in 84. Showtime. Yeah, Showtime Lakers. Mm-hmm. So, that that's pretty incredible, actually, that for them to, in the first game, or finals game since bought, sorry, in the first finals game in Boston since 2010, for them to do that, that's pretty cool. That is pretty cool. And I think what made me, I guess, feel even old, older rather, uh, was when they actually let Tatum know about the history they just achieved. And he was not familiar at all with anybody but magic and i'm like wow like i know exactly who those guys was and yeah it just shows a time uh, a, a testament of the two times right now but man they are playing lights out um they play good team ball and smart you know he's been stepping it up like his office of rest his his office of arsenal has definitely stood up so you know they're very fun to watch yeah um so, who was your biggest X factor in allowing the Celtics to win game three last night? Okay, so I think the biggest X factor, in my opinion, personally, was Williams. Um, now, he didn't. Um, Grant Williams uh, or Robert Williams? Robert Williams, I'm sorry. Robert Williams. Um, he's coming off of an injury. Um, so, he, of course, has not played that much minutes 
per game, uh, but he is their rim detector or def defender rather. Uh, he is basically the DNA of you come into the paint, you have to see me and I doubt you're going to get that shot over me. Uh, but the team plays more comfortable. They're able to do their defensive assignments, allow the office to, I guess, go to the paint, but they are confident that Williams is going to uh, basically block it like um, Matumbo, like a no, 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 you're not getting that shot off. Uh, but he's been very, very active. Um, he has shown a lot of energy to the, uh, so far. Uh, there was a questionable um, status put on him prior to the game, so I was kind of nervous that they probably wasn't going to pull it off just because he wasn't – it was a 50% chance he would not play. Uh, but he played. Um, he, protect, he protected the rim. And every time they call on him to uh, you know, step up to the challenge and um, take on Draymond or take, take on anyone that tried to come to the paint. And he's been nothing short of sensational for sure. Yeah. I would, mm -hmm. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, it is kind of interesting. The Celtics are taking that two big man approach. Maybe that is the new way of the NBA because you saw Milwaukee implore it because um, they, when Middleton would go out, they would bring in like a Bobby Portis into the starting lineup. And so actually they would do more of a three big man lineup, but it still fits the same idea. You know, we saw the Cavaliers do the, the, Whatever the Tower City lineup, whatever the hell you want. I hate that line. I hate that name too. Yeah, the Tower City. <laughs> I don't know if that's actually what the lineup was called, but I'm just gonna roll with it because. No, it was. It was Tower City. Okay. We gotta change that. We gotta okay. change that quick. Okay. <laughs> but it does seem like the NBA is kind of going back almost to that type of basketball. But we also, yeah, I, kind of, but I, I do want to inform everyone that despite everyone's trying to apply this type of philosophy, uh, the Celtics are doing it at a historic level. And what I mean by that is they have five players that's either second team or first team, all pro defenders. That's unheard of. So, it's not like this team has just, you know, now that they're in the finals, we just now getting hip to them and, oh, uh, they can play defense. No, they've been doing this all year long, but they have the bigs that are willing to sacrifice scoring output for playing defense as well as having guards that play defense. Everybody on that team, they from, from guard to center, they can all guard and match up and play on both sides of the ball. Right. I agree with you. Um, sorry about that. There we go. Rolling with it. But, uh, yeah, I agree with you. And they have good guys coming off the bench, too. Peyton Pritchard can come in and knock down some shots and give them solid minutes. Grant Williams is making a huge difference in this series, though. Like, when he comes mm -hmm. in... He's getting right in Draymond Green's face. Mm -hmm. I don't know 
if they are necessarily trying to bait him into, you know, getting a technical foul and being ejected. I don't believe in that whole narrative because mm-hmm. I, I know that storyline is going around. Um, but that's but, what great. That's what he does, though. Um, he's an edgy guy. You know, he he's a guy that you know. Yes, it was a foul, but I accidentally also threw a little extra um, umph to my foul just to inform you. I know it was a foul. The ref knows it was a foul. The fans know it was a foul. So he do a lot of extraness with his stuff, and I I, I actually agree with that um, with that narrative that he is baiting uh, Draymond because Draymond was getting under Jalen Brown's skin. He was getting under Tatum's skin. He actually got under Smart skin uh, to a degree, but not, that's not going to fly with Willis. Willis is super edgy. He's tough. He's gritty. And he's about that work. Yeah. Um, I did, as much as I love, you know, crowds and all that, like, for example, when I was at the 76ers Cavs, the fourth game of the regular season, the crowd was getting super into it. Like, after the game, I'm like, I wonder if a crowd has ever gotten a technical foul for anything. Hmm. Like, that's a good. That's a good. Yeah, I wonder too. Yeah. Got to look in the stats for that one. Last night, I thought it might actually happen because you did you not hear what the crowd was saying? They were saying. You know, I'm, I'm not going to say the actual yeah. word because we're going to keep it clean. Yeah. We're going to try <laughs> keep it clean. But yes. it was yes. a four letter word that starts with the letter F. You yes. can probably figure out what the rest of that word is, but it was F U Draymond. Hey, let's, let's be real. Boston has a history of this. Red Sox, specifically, um, when they were going against the New Yankees, and we know how heated those rivalries was, they would say chants like, you did, ju- no, you did steroids. Like, they say the most crazy, asinine things. And sometimes you got to wonder, hey, do you know your grandmother's watching or do you know some children are watching this game? Because I'm really not sure if you are aware of this. Yeah. Or what if, like, a dad takes his 10-year-old son to the game type thing? Yeah, it's, it's, it's about class. Let's class it up, Boston. We know you got it in you somewhere, but, you know, come on, man. There's it's kids there. And then, you know, I know that uh, Clay Thompson brought awareness to that uh, during the press conference. But let's talk about how Draymond Green, he wants to drop a, uh, I think it was an F-bomb. Really not clear. I got to get uh, confirmation on this. And his kid was sitting right there, right? And then as soon as he cussed, his kid do like look up, you know, it, it was just real bizarre, but let's be aware. You guys are role models on the court. People are watching. Our grandmas are watching, our wives, our our sisters, our girlfriends. Um, let's class it up, man. Let's, let, let, let's show that we can play with class, we can lose with class, and we can win with class. Yeah. Um. So who do you, who do you think has the has has to make the most adjustments going into game four. Because you could say that even though the Celtics won game three, they still have to make more adjustments than the Warriors. I don't know. 
I'm not trying to put words into your mouth, obviously, mm-hmm. but I'm just saying. Yeah, no, no, you're right. Um, you know, I going into the series, I thought that the Warriors would win, um, and I also had pre predicted that Jordan Poole would be the MVP. But where the hell had I haven't seen him yet? I. I I don't even know he even played a minute yet. You know, that's how in, impactful he has been. Um, he's been nowhere to be found. Um, the Celtics have been, you know, that first game, they stole the first game and were able to get that victory. But this is what the Celtics do. They played the good team defense. But the Warriors, especially if Steph Curry is injured, I would think that they probably got more adjustments to make, and they better hope and pray that he is ready to go on Friday. Yeah, let's talk about that since you brought it up. It, I don't think he's going to be out for game four because, like, if it was just a regular season game against, say, the Orlando Magic, no offense mm-hmm. to Orlando, <laughs> but, you know. That's <laughs> cheap. <laughs> Hypothetically, let's say that happens to him and their next game is at at home against Orlando. Yeah, he's probably going to sit out because it's like, yep, my team's got this Mm because, you know. And we play the Pistons next game, so we take a couple of games off, right? Correct. But this is the finals. Mm -hmm. So... And you're playing against a tenacious Boston Celtics team that clearly is not just going to give you anything. Like Golden State has to work. Mm-hmm. But so, let's also, but also, let's, let's also remember, in order for them to be effective and to do what they do, which is warrior basketball, which is a lot of movement. Okay, I'm passing the ball, but now I'm running. I'm running around picks. I'm running over here. I'm running over there. My defender's tired because he's chasing me through all these picks. Curry is not going to be able to do that if this is as serious as I think it is. And if he's just going to be a decoy, meaning he's just standing like as a stand-up shooter, I'm here, but he can't do that movement. Oh, that's going to be – that's that definitely plays in Boston's favor. Yeah. What the Celtics can't do is be like, oh, Steph is injured. So the Warriors are not going to be as potent, so we should get an easy win. They cannot go in with that mindset. Even if Steph is hindered a little bit in his play, which he may be more likely than not he will be – hindered a little bit the Celtics still have to go in the, with the mindset like oh he's fully healthy he's gonna play like Steph and the Warriors are not gonna change their offensive scheme but what have we learned for Boston and we learned this all playoffs right which is yes okay we won the last game decisively so let's not give it our all next game and let's get routed by <laughs> how x amount of points it's just seemed like this team never has any type of urgency uh to put their foot on someone's throat and to uh put down the pedal you know they they always play as if they uh they always play as if okay we're gonna play good in the next the, the game after the next they always had that type of mentality and 
that's not gonna cut it, man. If 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 you guys really want to win this title, you must can be consistent like he was the other day. Despite if the curry is effective or not, you have to play hard if you want to win a title because that lacks a days ago type of thought process is that that's not gonna fly. Right. And clearly Golden State is making their lot is making a living in the third quarter. They've won the third quarter in every game of this series. Mm-hmm. Has that translated to wings in every game? No, because they're not up three games to none. They're down mm-hmm. two games to one. But still, um, like you saw, Clay Thompson started to get it going a little bit yesterday. He's he started finding his shot. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't expect Draymond to play as poorly as he did in game three because oh my god, Draymond was terrible. He's been playing terrible all finals. If you if you really think about it, he's been doing that. Like that, you know, he need to step his game up. But yeah, that that's not gonna if they're trying to win a title, that's not gonna cut it at all. No. I mean, here's my thing with Draymond though. Yeah, in game in the 2016 finals, he got like what 32 points in game seven against us. That's not the really his type of game. He right. could go out, give you 35 solid minutes, you know, maybe get you 10 points, but get you he'll get you like nine rebounds, mm-hmm. around seven assists, somewhere around that. Four hard fouls. Right. <laughs> he, he's when you watch him on defense, he's like the quarterback, like hey, switch this pick and roll or, you know, they're they're coming, like, this guy's going to come in on the opposite end. Like, he's able to detect that type of stuff. Kind of like how Ray Lewis was able to identify what the opponent was going to do when he was with the Baltimore Ravens. Mm -hmm. Um, He's very edgy. Yes. And he knows the game. That in common, too, him and Ray Mm -hmm. Lewis. Yeah, 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 despite other stuff, but hey, same guy, you know, and Draymond, he he's crafty. He's a crafty veteran. He knows how to get under someone's skin. He knows that, hey, okay, me and Jalen Brown, we just fell to the ground together trying to get a loose ball. I'm going to accidentally put my foot on his shoulder and make him Hey man, get get on my show. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna make him be the uh, defend or the the reactor first, so the refs see it, and then I'm gonna do that. You know, do all the extra like all the theatrics, but he, the refs need to send him a message because he keep doing all this bickering, right? He's doing all this chatter, and it's like, dude, just sit down or just just go somewhere, like. What is all this extraness, man? But that's what he is. That that's his DNA. That's what he does. That's something we've known to adapt to him about. But it seemed like the refs let him slide with a lot of things. Yeah. So let me ask you this: Steph and Clay Thompson are most assuredly going into the Hall of Fame. Absolutely. What about Draymond? 
Absolutely. He is too. And, you know, I think we had this discussion off the air. Um, and I also had this discussion with uh, P on my show, Man of Lakes as usual. Um, Draymond is going to the Hall of Fame, whether we want to admit it or accept it or not. He's going to the Hall of Fame. Um, he's going because if, okay, if Draymond did not play any finals, do are we saying that the Warriors still won any championships? Because I don't think so. So it's just the tangibles, right? Okay, yes, his scoring, his points per game, yeah, it's not that high. Uh, his rebounds per game, it's solid. His assists per game, mm, it's, it's cute. You know, I see it. But it's the other things that he do, the setting the tone, the the being basically he's the he's the He's the DNA of the Warriors. If he doesn't play, they don't win. I could actually go on the limb and say he's the second most important player on the Warriors besides Steph Curry because I think he's that valuable to that team. Wait, 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 wait a minute. Did I just hear you say he's the second most important player on the Golden State Warriors? Absolutely, absolutely. He, um, again, he sets the tone. And if you think about it, when it's the late, like the fourth quarter or third, right? Who's usually the ball controller? It's usually Draymond. He's usually controlling the ball, setting the tempo, um, setting the picks, getting the other um, opponent's best player, getting them out their hookup. What he did with LeBron. We, we've never seen Le- LeBron act so uncharacteristically against him. But it's because Draymond do that extra stuff that is not a stat. There's certain things that he do, like I said, the tangibles, the things that's not going to be on the stat pad, but if you really analyze it, Warriors ain't winning none of those championships without without stat, I mean, without Draymond. And that's a fact. Wow. You're I can't believe you're playing Draymond. I don't like him either. So so don't <laughs> get it twisted. But I have to be, I have to be real. Like Draymond is absolutely a Hall of Fame. The only questionable Hall of Fame, and, th- and again, we had this discussion. I said Clay, Steph, Draymond are short, bona fide Hall of Famers. But then Iggy, you know, and I ran into a lot of pushback on that one. So, and I'm going to let that one go. But I think for sure, that them three are going to the Hall of Fame. I mean, I'm pretty sure the Warriors already came out and said that when Iguodala retires, he's getting his jersey retired by yeah. them. Yeah, I'm but pretty sure the Warriors already said they're retiring Kevin Durant's jersey. They <laughs> so, should, yeah, but I, I I wonder how he feels after watching this. Like I, I left those guys. <laughs> Wait, I'll, let me expand that out. How do you think Kyrie and Kevin Durant Man. feel? Because yeah, because <laughs> Kevin Durant, you know, he left. Steph, he left Draymond, which it didn't seem like they had the greatest relationship ever. But, you know, he Durant left Draymond. He left Steph Curry. He left Klay Thompson to go what we thought to go to the Knicks and play in Madison Square Garden. And then Kyrie comes in and says, no, let's make our own image, I guess, is the best way to put it, and go to uh, Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. Where, and then you have the whole thing with Kyrie of, oh, Boston, I'm good. 
I'll stay if you'll have me. Yeah. And then he turns around and says, nope, mm. I'm actually join with Kevin Durant in Brooklyn. You I, know. I, I, I know. I know for a fact that they got to be watching this and their pride is hurt. Uh, the ego is um, scorned. And it just shows that, okay, you guys are great players. You are Hall of Fame players, Hall of Fame talent, but we don't need y'all. Um, same thing with, uh, let's take it a step further with Kyrie. Has Kyrie won a championship since he hasn't been with LeBron? No, but LeBron has, right? So it's like, you're good, okay, but you aren't making this thing work. Like, and I, you know, they think, some people think that they're better than what, or their their value is higher than what it is. And this is showing you, it ain't about the superstar. It's about the superstar team. So, yeah, man, I know that Eagles is hurt. Yeah. I like what Brian said. He says, man, I wouldn't put Draymond in the Hall of Fame. But I <laughs> see the argument. I wouldn't retire KD's jersey in Golden State. <laughs> in general, KD is worthy. But not for gold, but not for the Golden State Warriors. It's a so, tough pill to swallow. Yeah, it, so it is. If I'm if I'm reading this correctly and hearing you correctly, Brian, you're saying that the like Oklahoma City Thunder should retire Kevin Durant's jersey, but the, but the Warriors should not. Well, I I think they should. I think it's a yes and a yes, and and. It, it, I get it, man. It's a hard pill to swallow, but unfortunately, we all gonna have to come to grips that Draymond is going into the NBA Hall of Fame as well as having us going into the Ring of Hall of Fame for the Warriors. KD is going into the Warriors Ring of Fame, and he's also going to the Hall of Fame. And their jerseys are probably probably gonna be retired because they're not. Again, yes, they're not gonna win without Draymond, and they damn sure ain't gonna win beat the Cavs without having Durant there. That's yeah. not happening, so. I mean, yeah. think about it. Like, we've talked about this before on the show, and we've talked, I think we've talked about this on So What's the Catch, um, our sister show, our brother show, what, sibling show, we'll mm-hmm. go with that. Junior show, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sibling. Show. Um, yeah, sibling. That if the Cavs were fully healthy in 2015, if Kelly, oh. Kelly Olynyk does not tear out Kevin Love's shoulder, which scumbag, that was a, Kelly Olynyk can deny it all he wants. That was totally on purpose. You can't. Mm. That was totally on purpose because he knew the Cavs were going to win that series, and he's like, "Okay, well, I may as well leave my mark on the series in some way. How about I injure Kevin Love's shoulder?" Still looking for him, and and how he used to wear that headband with his hair. Hey, we 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 looking for him. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and then Kyrie get breaks his knee in the finals. That was yeah, that was nobody's what, fault, but yeah. a lot of fans, media members, and everyone here at the so what's the catch and sports general teams or team, whatever you want to call it. Well, I think we all agree. I'll double check with James, Brian, and Chirk on the next show. But 
I believe we all agreed that the Cavs would have won that title in 2015. Hell yeah. yeah. If we were a fully healthy team. So Absolutely. We, so we probably would have been back-to-back champions, although, you know, everybody tries to make the argument, oh, the Cavaliers don't win the championship if Draymond doesn't get suspended for Game 5, which... But, right, which is... Which, I hear that, but then one can also say, well, the Golden State don't win the championship unless Draymond gets on a cell phone in a backdoor, uh, let's say, gas station and calls KD and, and pleads and begs for him to come. Hey, come join us. And then for them to repeat, they what they showed up at his house on somewhere and plead for him to come. And so... Yeah, it's, it's 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 two ways to fight this argument, but history has already happened, and unfortunately, um, we were jobbed out of one championship. One championship. Um, this is after dark, uh, but you know, hey, yeah. Hey, history has happened. I mean, I guess the, mm-hmm. I guess um, the two one six studio at. Mm-hmm. Ohio Media School didn't like what you said because it turned the lights out on you. No, you know, it's Sports Generals after dark, and we're going to probably save that for a later time because I'm sure his family's watching it, so we're going to keep it clean. Okay. <laughs> what? what? Should I go turn off my studio lights too? <laughs> no, keep yours on. Keep yours on. It's a, it's a light sensor here. Um, I'm getting ready to uh, get that sensor back on for sure. Okay. You know, we were we referenced the Cavaliers during that last discussion. They came out with a new logo, but Mm. I put new look. Hey, the lights are back up high. Yeah. Right. It is a new logo, but it's like it's a new logo, but it's the same logo, but it's new. It's weird. Yeah. Do you remember when the Browns did that? It a few years back, they're like, hey, we're coming out with a new logo. And everybody thought maybe it was going to be like the dog head logo. Maybe it was going to be Brownie the Elf. Nope. It was literally the same goddamn helmet, just with a different shade of orange. And the like the face mask part was just. Straight sales job. Yeah. I was <laughs> like, well, that's total bullshit. That's Don't bizarre. Like- like, don't hype it up as, oh, we're coming out with a new logo. Don't, blah, 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 blah. And then go, yeah, all we did was just change the colors. <laughs> Make the, we made the, the, the gold initially look a little copperish. So it's gold now. But hey, I guess they we'll see with the new uniforms because they're supposed to have the revealing of the new uniforms this summer. Uh, they didn't really give a release date, but. Still looks the same, so I, I didn't see any difference at all. Yeah, I don't see any difference. Um, so yeah, it it's interesting, but all I care about is, are you gonna win? Are, like, can you continue what you did last season? That's all I care about. Win now, win now. We'll get cute and uniformed out later, but let's let let's 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 take what we did last season and let's roll that into this season and 
hopefully Sexton contributes and hopefully we're talking about the Cavs, you know. Uh, let's see how that plays out. But, yeah, it's the same uniform from what I've seen or yeah. same logo. Yeah, it's the same logo. Sure, they got rid of the the sword part going <laughs> through the sea, but it's essentially <laughs> the same logo, just with right. modified colors. Right. It's not like when the Denver Broncos went through that crazy color or uniform change where I think their initial uniforms were like yellow and black and they look like mm. circus clown. And then mm. they have a big bonfire to just burn the jerseys and they come back and they're now blue and orange. Yeah, man. They, they, it, a lot of teams historically, some have made a drastic change. Um, but those Bronco uniforms, those were very intriguing. Um, they had like the stripe, the jailbird striped socks. And then they went with the John Elways. And I honestly, like, I hated that uniform when I was younger. But when they, you know, when the teams wear their throwback uniforms, I kind of feel it. I, I like those uniforms better than the Terrell, um, the, these new uniforms that they wear now. Um, but hey, you know, different folks, different strokes. Yep. Hey, um, that's a good transition because in the last 20 minutes, we're going to get into the National Football League and we're going to start with uh, the Browns. And <laughs> I, I'm I can't really make a good transition for this. There's nothing to make. I tried. I really did, but I there's with the situation is as complicated, complex, and confusing. Yes, I just used triple C, sue me. Hey, mm, weird. It's it's bizarre. Like now a New York Times report has come out and said something about Deshaun Watson being with interacting with 66 therapists or something like that. Yeah, I'll tell you this. I and yeah, you know, I was a big fan, a component for this move before it happened. I'll tell you this though, with the 24th case official case that has came out, um, it was rumors that or there's language in the contract that say that we can void it if there was like another a federal type of um, type of chart or uh, type of case. Um, so we're, we got some wiggle room to get out of this deal, but man, this is just, this is ugly, man. Like it's to the point where he needs to, if he would have settled, right? The league could have handed down their suspension and I think we would have been done with the scenario, but the longer this keeps dragging on, this is just getting downright just, down slithery slimy and then i think the most bizarre of all of uh, all of the, the the cases that came forward they said that the houston texans is going to be a def- is also a defendant like what the hell is really going on like i i just it's it's it's, it's really becoming a bit much and I think the Browns got to make a decision, man. Because if another, if, if we're talking about twenty-five on the next show, I feel we need to be talking about voiding this contract. Yeah, I, I was personally against giving him a contract extension like this from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, no matter, 
even before he got traded to the Browns, I didn't care who he got traded for. I, I, until like this whole situation got cleared and all that, mm-hmm. I personally did not think he he deserved a contract extension, let mm-hmm. alone what he ended up getting from the Browns. But I'm reading the an article from ESPN and it said the headline says it right here. Cleveland Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson saw at least 66 massage therapists over a 17 month period. What the hell is wrong with him, man? Like like it, it was like this serious like bruh. <laughs> like, what, like what is you doing? Like uh, man, this is this is this is terrible. It's a bad look for the Cleveland Browns, no doubt about it. And man, I'm telling you, they this the, we at the stage now where it's like, okay, I feel we need to just go ahead and void this contract out because I don't. It don't look like he's gonna play another down if just keeps going on or keeping up the way it's going. Yeah, it says right here in the article. I'll just read the whole freak the whole mm-hmm. paragraph. It says. The list of 66 includes the 24 women who have filed lawsuits against Watson, including two in the past week. A woman who sued Watson, but then withdrew the complaint. Two women who filed criminal complaints against Watson, but did not sue him. At least 15 therapists who issued statements of support of support for Watson at the request of his lawyers. At least four therapists contracted with the Texans, five women identified by the plaintiff's lawyer during the investigation for their civil suits, and at least 15 other women whose appointments with Watson were confirmed through interviews and records reviewed by the Times. It's bizarre. I feel bad for uh, the, the the people that's involved in this case, the the actual people that has been um, assaulted, like it, man, it's just, I, it's, it's it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate to even be talking about this, let alone case after case after case. And it's not like this is the same individual. These are different women. And man, I, I again, this is. You know, I, I don't know what to make of this, man. But what I do make of is not a good look at all. No. And I hate to say this because we're, we, you and I are both diehard Cleveland Browns fans. Right. And everybody on the So What's the Catch team um, are diehard Cleveland Browns fans. We all are. So don't mistake this, but. This feels so on par with the Cleveland Browns for them to put themselves in hot water. Maybe not not like boiling hot water like this. Simmering. (laughs) Simmering, for sure. Well, right now I would say the situation is at a boiling level, but like the Browns have been in similar situations before. Obviously not to this degree, but mm. you look at, I believe the Haslams were involved mm. in some sort of court case of their own with the pilot Flying J 
I'm not a hundred percent sure about the details uh, of that, so I'm not yeah. not gonna try and go into all the glitz and glamour. Maybe that's the wrong phrase. Whatever, you know what I'm trying to say. So yeah, no, you're right. Um, yes, he he, he was fighting federal. He got indicted um, at as being one of the um, executives of Flying Private J. Um, he and this is really a connected dot for those that's tuning in. His lawyer, Jimmy Haslam's lawyer, is the same lawyer that's representing for Deshaun Watson, right? I actually and, did not know that. Yeah, Rusty. Um, let's call him lawyer rusty attorney rusty um he fought for um haslam he got those charges thrown out he's representing um watson right so yes we know that there was a a, a 230 million dollar contract played out we also know that watson's going through court costs that he has to deal with so that money that's being paid out to the lawyers I don't know, you know, it, it just seems a little too coincidental, but um, I look at the, the the Browns management as, I thought you guys did your research, your due diligence. How how did we, how did you guys miss this? We, you know, we're on number 24 now. And the 66, how did that slip under the cracks? Um, so, I, I don't know if this was vetted out properly, but what I can say is, let's hypothetically say he's suspended for the season, right? Because um, it's looking like that now. Before, I was on the fence saying it was about going to be six to eight. I'm thinking now it might be a season. But he has a season, right? I say we tank, and I'm hearing that this is probably going to be one of the biggest quarterback draft in recent memory. This is a total of five quarterbacks that can all potentially go number one. So I don't know, man. It, it, it sucks to build, trust the process and build to the draft. But, man, this right here, this ain't looking good. And it's looking like we're not going to have them for a full year. Yeah. Um. I do disagree with saying tank and try and go for one of the quarterbacks. <laughs> um, I mean, you don't trade everything the Browns traded to try and get one of these top quarterbacks. They ain't really trade nothing though, if you think about it. I mean, they paid, but they ain't really what. Uh, I mean, some ones. Okay, we expect if we if we play off contenders. Our ones is going to be at the bottom, so twenty picker down. That's not really. I mean, we ain't losing twos, so you know it's yeah. It, we it's on paper. See that like we gave up a lot, but if we are a let's say USC quarterback, right? Who is supposed to be probably the best quarterback out of all of them? If we're able to get him, I mean, are we still having the same conversation? You know. I'm trying to remember which quarterback you're talking about. Uh, he trade he well he transferred um to USC once. Oh, from yeah. Oklahoma. You're yeah. Talking about, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Spencer Rattler, I think. Spencer um 
it's regard. Yeah, the guy from Oklahoma, he came. He's going to be the number one prospect in college football as a quarterback. He's supposed to be the real deal. Um, some is comparing him to Andrew Luck from what I've heard. I don't know. I have to see film on him. But you got him. You got Ohio State's quarterback. You have um, Alabama's quarterback. It's, it's a lot of – it's going to be a deep quarterback draft unlike last season. So if we, if we tank or if we don't give our full effort or if the starters are rested, I would understand. Okay, so – the quarterback you were talking about that transferred to from Oklahoma to USC, Caleb Williams is that's him. Yep, yep. Not Spencer Rattler. My mm. apologies for that. Mm. I heard you also reference Bryce Young, the quarterback mm-hmm. from Alabama. Yep. Um. Yeah. So this is a good quarterback class. I'll give you that. But mm-hmm. we do have a capable backup in Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, we do. Um, we do. Deshaun Watson's not available for this season, which I would agree. It's looking more and more like he won't be. I don't think the Browns make the playoffs. Um, yeah, I, I'm not ready to have a <laughs> to have a um, um, a concede a concession speech yet, but damn it, is I'm starting to write it up now. Um, <laughs> hopefully, hey, we I'm do not, make the playoffs. <laughs> hey, I'm not. Con- I'm not necessarily conceding. Maybe, maybe Jacoby Brissett somehow leads us to a wild card. We can nine to seven and win him. Uh, I'm confident, but that, you know what though? Honestly, what is Baker Mayfield thinking? Because I, I know the Browns excused him from camp. Yeah, I, I was <laughs> this is the perfect up. opportunity. Yeah. I do. You really think they can repair that bridge? You know, I, I know the trust is gone. Trust is lost out the window. It's like a uh, like a marriage. You know, there was infidelity. Hey, we don't trust each other, but we got the kids here. Let's do it for the kids. Let's show up to the events for the kids. So hopefully he has that type of mindset where it's like, I don't trust them at all, but I'm trying to further my career. I'm going to have a career year. I'm not going to throw any turnovers. Hell, I'm going to get us to the playoffs. But regardless, I'm out at the end of the season because y'all diminished my trust for y'all. So, you know, hopefully that plays out that way. But um, this is the perfect opportunity for him to rebuild his career. I I see what you're saying, but I think that bridge is burned. No, it's burned. Burned to a crisp, and the <laughs> the charred pieces have fallen into the Cuyahoga River. Yes, set the river on fire again. <laughs> but he could really use this to salvage his career. Like he could, but man. I, I think that ship has long ship. sailed and mm. it's not coming back. I I think if somehow Baker is the starting quarterback, you will hear relentless boos from the crowd at First Energy Stadium. And I think it would just be a toxic relationship and it would create a tumultuous season. That's not me trying to sound like a negative Nancy or anything like that. I'm just telling you the way I see it. But let's be real. Winning 
Winning heals all, right? Winning cures all. Yes, the Bluebirds are going to be out in full force. I'm going to be one of them. But let's say Baker's playing and we go 3-0, and and he didn't throw 300 yards a game, probably three touchdowns and probably one pick in those total three games. I'm probably more mute, and I'm probably more supportive of him. And I know that's how the fans work. What have hey, you done for me lately? Hey, if you look at the schedule, we've got – we opened the season at Carolina, home against the Jets, which, again, I will not stop beating this drum. I predicted the home opener would be against the Jets, and I got dead on. I will Dude. not stop beating that drum. There is nothing you can do to get me to stop beating that drum. You hit and- that. And then we got week three against the Steelers on Thursday night football. And then week four at Atlanta. Theoretically, you could start the season 4-0. And then I'll take a look at the Browns schedule. Let's see that, let's see that bad man. <laughs> that bad man, Justin Herbert. <laughs> Which I'm still annoyed. Well, no. Now that everything's coming out the way it is, I'm not as annoyed. Okay, so I'll give you the first 10 weeks of the schedule. We, or first 11 weeks, first 12 weeks, 12 weeks at Carolina, home against New York, the Jets, Thursday night football against Pittsburgh, at Atlanta, home against the LA Chargers, home against New England, at the Ravens, home against the Bengals on Monday Night Football, bye week, at Miami, at Buffalo, home against Tampa Bay, and then the following week, if he's playing, would be Deshaun Watson's return to Houston. Those are your first uh, 13 weeks of the season. And I see us lose just off of the prediction mode we probably might drop four of those 13 from what i've just being realistic outside leaving my emotions at the door we might drop the buffalo game we might drop the raving game we might drop the charger game and it's this you know it's debatable honestly we we're either gonna lose to the Steelers or the falcons and i know that people like why the falcons but Playing on the road in Atlanta, I could see that being like one of those type of trap games. So, yeah, I see us dropping probably four, but we should be able to win the other um, game. So, all right, so we'll do more official schedule predictions down the road in a future show, closer to the start of the season. But as of right now, I have us starting the season four and now, so beating the Panthers, Jets. Steelers and Falcons, but we lose against the Chargers. So you go four, start the season four and one. You lose against New England because the Browns can't seem to beat the Patriots and Bill Belichick. So they go four and two. I actually have them going on a three game losing streak against the Chargers, Patriots, and Ravens, losing all three. That's a tough one. And then on Monday Night Football, against the defending AFC North champions and the defending AFC champions. And had it not been for the terrible offensive line, you could be saying defending Super Bowl champions. 
I think the Browns can get right and win that game. So that would be five and uh yeah, five and three. Mm-hmm. And then I have us losing to Miami and losing to Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how, but we're gonna pull one out of our ass against Tom Brady and we'll mm-hmm. beat the Buccaneers, and everybody will around the world will be like, What the fuck just happened? Right. And yeah, it, I, I I just think that the Patriot game, they kicked our ass last year. I think we have to get, get back on them on that one. So yeah. Again, we'll do our official schedule predictions later down the line, but those are my early season predictions. I'll probably end up changing my mind about Of course. <laughs> you will. I'll probably- <laughs> hey, I just I'm objective. I- <laughs> You're a changer, but hey, that's the good thing about this is, hey, I I bandwagon certain teams. It's okay, man. This is uh this is the the land of opportunity, forgiveness, and options. I'll tell you what. Going back to the finals, um, in the final three minutes or whatever we have on the show. Uh, the official clock says we have three minutes remaining, but my watch says we have a minute. So we'll yeah. oh we'll go God. we'll end it at, we'll end it in in due time yeah. anyway. Yeah. Anyway, like I'm really I'm not afraid to say this. I am rooting for the Boston Celtics in the mm-hmm. finals against the Warriors. One, I don't like the Warriors for obvious reasons, but two. Paul Pierce is one of my all-time favorite players. Um, always has and always will be. Um, I loved watching his battles against LeBron, especially that 2008 Game 7. I thought that that game was fantastic. Even though the Cavs lost that, lost that game and that series, I've gone back and watched that game a couple times just to watch that battle. He's such a hater, though. <laughs> he really is. It's disgusting too. Like it's a, it's saying he has a lot of animosity to the Cavs. Well, yeah, yeah, you would too if you have a playoff battle like what he had. Yeah, but he tried to diminish like Chief. Uh, you're good. You're Hall of Famer. You ain't on LeBron's level, man. Come on, Chief. Like, look at the. Let's. You gotta. Sometimes you gotta be like, okay, I'm feeling myself, but let me bring it down a couple of notches because I have to be honest with the American people and myself. Okay. He's not. <laughs> hey, hey, I'm not trying to say he's on LeBron's level. Yeah. I, I never... He is though. The truth is. Yeah. <laughs> All I'm saying is Paul Pierce is one of my favorite players. Mm-hmm. I, I just really enjoyed watching him play. Like, the, his style of play, something about it just connected with me, mm-hmm. you know. So, and I got to visit TD Garden. I still have to go back there to see an actual game because I, all I did was got to go into the team store and buy a poster when Ray Allen, Paul Pierce, and Kevin Garnett were still there. So I have mm-hmm. a poster of the three of them, and it says Garnett. Pierce Allen ballers. Mm-hmm. So 
Yeah. The Boston accent. (laughs) (laughs) Boston. This is like, come on, y'all. Yeah. Whatever. (laughs) Anyway, so we're we're just about at the hour mark. Um, Game four is tomorrow, 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern time on ABC. I just gave you a free promo, ABC. Pay up. Um, Run that money. Run it. Cash app it. Yes. Hey, by the way, can we please stop doing these nine o'clock tip times, please? Prime, it's prime time. It's all about the money. Like hey, we were just talking about it. It's all about the money. I know, but like, why can't it be an eight o'clock start time? Why can't it be a seven o'clock start time? Because mm-hmm. the ESPN ain't gonna get their money from the pre-tip. Everybody gotta get that cash, man. Everybody need that cut. we will see you next week on the sports channel same time same place although i might actually be at ohio media school in the all sports cleveland studio we'll Mm -hmm. we shall see um but that's gonna do it make sure you like this video subscribe to the sports channels subscribe to so what's the catch subscribe to Mana Lakes as usual. Subscribe to Unger to the Max. Follow the sports room on Anchor. We will if we will not accept any excuses. No, no, mm. no. Excuses out the window. As Dakimbe Matumbo says, no, no, no. <laughs> say no to strangers. Yes, agree. <laughs> Peace off.